Welcome to Making It Happen, a career in the performing arts, where we discuss how to break into the performing arts industry for yourself or your child, teen, or young adult. Guests include artists, creatives, casting directors, musical directors, choreographers, agents and managers, as well as parents of young professional actor, singer, dancers, all who are passionate and share my vision of helping talented individuals land professional representation and have successful careers in the arts. My name is Lisa Solak, and I am the CEO and founder of Making It Happen, a career in the performing arts. I've helped hundreds of clients break into the business on stage, including Broadway, in films, television, commercial work, and more. This podcast is supplemental to my groundbreaking online courses, Professional Kids and Teens 101, a primer for parents, and Professional Biz 201 for young adults, college students, and graduates. For more information, check out all the ways you can benefit from my courses, programs, free weekly newsletter, and free guides, or go to lbctalent.com. My guest today is Hannah Bonnet. Hi, Hannah. How are you? I'm good, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here. This is amazing to get to talk to you. Yes, it's so full circle for me, you know, starting at the studio and now being able to have the opportunities I've had to be able to talk back and, you know, help people out. And, you know, I, I took the course myself. So this is truly, truly, truly full circle. Can we share what's happened recently? Can you, (laughs) you've had some very, well, you've had a very exciting year. Yes, I've been very, very blessed this year. And now I'm going on my first, it's still crazy to say it. I'm going on my first national tour. I'll be playing Elle Woods in the Legally Blonde national tour. That is insane. Crazy, crazy to say it out loud. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. You have to pinch yourself every day that it's actually happening. It's going to be a lot of hard work and, you know, the schedule is very busy, but I'm excited for it. I'm really, really excited for what comes ahead. Nice. Nice. Have you met any of the other cast members yet? I have yesterday. Oh, okay. My first rehearsal with me and Emmett and he is an absolutely wonderful and warm human being. So I'm very lucky to have him as my partner. Have you already had to start rehearsing yourself, like memorizing everything? Have you already been doing that? Yes. I'm a little, um... How do I say? I'm a little kooky crazy. So (laughs) when I found out I had booked this, I tried everywhere online to get my hands on the script and score. And then I printed it out for myself so that I could start memorizing it and continue my training with my voice teachers, Baby Magazine and Chris York, who are exceptional and who have helped me prepare for this role. And yeah, now I literally take those books I made, I take them to the gym and I run and I read them and take them on the train. I take them in the car everywhere I go. So you are going to be prepared. I try. I really, really try. (laughs) That's amazing. And when do, when do rehearsals actually start? They start next Tuesday. So I get to meet everybody else next week. We're going to read through the whole thing, sing through the whole thing and then get started. Oh my God. That's going to be amazing. We're going to have to get together again and talk once you've performed and you've had opening and all the things that are going to happen. Wow. And and the tour is going where? So we start in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and then we pretty much move through. This is bonkers for me to even say. We pretty much move through the entire United States. (laughs) (laughs) So we hit up everywhere from the Midwest to the South. I go to Canada as well. Uh, And then I get to come back home to New Jersey and perform in New Brunswick, which is just wild that my friends and family who live in the area will get to come and see me. Yes, I will be there. 
With oh, Bill's of mom. course. I got you tickets saved. You don't I even be there. Oh my gosh. I'm like beyond. That's amazing. Well, I wanted to ask you some questions so that maybe you can help some of the listeners yes. um, with their journey, because of course, everybody's journey is a little bit different, but it'd be great if you could share some things. The last couple of years have been crazy with COVID. I mean, it definitely kind of stopped or slowed down the performing arts industry for sure. I know you had a really busy year this past Last year. So maybe kind of give us an idea. I talk about like you went to uh, the university you went to and you graduated and what happened and transpired since then would be really awesome for everybody to hear. Yeah. So I've been extremely blessed and I am so grateful for the opportunities I've had this year. It's as if so many dreams have come true in a matter of truly 12 months. But I think there's something to say for that. You know, that success doesn't happen overnight. That comes with a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work. And of course, having your mentors and your teachers to help you and guide you through all of these crazy opportunities. Kind of to jumpstart back off your question, I I graduated last year from Pace University during the pandemic, which was a- wild experience in itself performing with face shields behind plexiglass no yes no, you did it i have the videos to prove it i have the videos okay, to prove it. okay. <laughs> that had to be really yeah. difficult it was i think it you know it was difficult on everybody but especially performers there's there was no Broadway at one point. I had lost summer contract. That was a dream production to me. As many other people did, I don't mean, you know, to just speak about myself, but with that shutdown, you started to go, okay, why am I performing? Why am I doing this? What is waking me up if not to have a job? And it reignited a lot of passion, I think, and critical thinking and artists of, you know, why are we doing this? How do I fulfill myself when I don't have a job? Mm-hmm, absolutely enjoy the work that I'm presenting and enjoy what I'm doing, which we lose sight of. But when I graduated last year, like I said, I graduated kind of as things started coming back. And I always tell this story. So I, I'd like to share it today for people who are watching, who are maybe looking for an agent or a manager. When I did my college showcase, I had one offer and they're a wonderful human being, but they didn't end up signing me. And I was crushed. I mean, I thought to myself, what the heck am I going to do? How am I going to navigate this? What did I do wrong? Do I fit in this industry? Do I belong? I mean, uh, the questions come in magnitudes. After four years of being at the school. Four years, having the connections, you know, and I just had to start back at square one and go, okay, what do I offer? Where do I fit in the industry? What agents do I like their brand? their personality. I take a look at their client base. Maybe what are they missing in that client base and how can I fill that hole? Also, what are their clients booking that I like? I of course wanted theatrical representation, but I also want to dip my foot in film or voiceovers or, you know, which led me to the Hell's Kitchen Agency. And I did this random funny Zoom showcase. I think I had no makeup on and my hair was straight because I was sweating from the train running together. And I did this Zoom audition in front of the agent and then messaged them on Instagram and said, 
you know, look, I really love the brand. I love what you stand for. I think I could be, you know, of use <laughs> to you and your team. And they reached out to me. We had a phone call and they signed me. That happened in a matter of two months before I was crying my eyes out because I was like, what the heck did I do wrong? And it just comes to show, you know, what's meant for you will not pass you. Mm-hmm. Opportunities are meant to be there. And once I signed with Ryan and his team, things kind of skyrocketed. But I will say your agent does a lot of work for you. But at the same time, you have to be supplementing that by doing work for yourself. You got to be looking at Absolutely. the options. You got to be in contact with people connecting, using those networking opportunities. I can't tell you the amount of times I wake up in a day and I, <laughs> I spend my coffee with Actors Access backstage, Playbill Jobs, and my friends call me their agent because I send auditions to them. But to oh, me, that's great. fulfilling because I know no matter what, I'm putting in the work. But truly, I owe a lot to Brian and Hell's Kitchen because from there, I got to play a dream role. I got to go to Kentucky for a bit and do Kinky Boots. From there, I was skyrocketed to a cruise ship contract out of the blue. And then from there, I booked my first equity contract in Chicago. And then I came home and I was like, okay, I'm going to chill out for a little bit, did some readings. And then this opportunity happened. Mm-hmm. Really, I would say out of the blue, but it was about like six months in the making of just sending in videos and waiting, which is a lot of this, you know, a lot of this yeah. industry now. Yeah, so, yeah that's been my, I would say like 12 months wildness, gratitude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> circle with some right. with some tips and tricks sprinkled in there. Sure. That's an amazing story. Wow. It's like a whirlwind. It's really oh. been like a whirlwind for you. It's been a whirlwind. There have been many joyful moments, lots of tears, um, lots of crying to mom, but um, and to Lisa. But (laughs) (laughs) it's all good. It's it all worked out. Like Mm -hmm. my agent had joked with me and said, "You are the poster child for everything happens for a reason." And Mm -hmm. really, it's not wrong. I meant to be here when all of this happened. So everyone's journey. You had an incredible, insane journey in the last year and a half, but everyone's journey from the beginning is different, right? Now you can say that you are a professional performing artist, making a living, doing what you love to do. But can you share like from the beginning when you first knew that this was a dream or this was the thing you wanted to do and you needed to do and what happened along the way? Yeah. I was a competitive cheerleader and I thought that was something I really wanted to pursue. And all of my friends started doing the musicals and I thought, well, I like Celine Dion. So, you know, how hard could this really be? <laughs> thought, okay. And so I ended up auditioning and I got a part somehow. I had only like listened to musicals and enjoyed them. And I remember I was so terrified to sing that and my mom and I just joked about you? it the other night. I know. I know. Wait, I, how old were you? How old were you? This was in the eighth grade. Oh, eighth grade. eighth grade musical. Okay. And my director at the time, I was too terrified to sing in front of everybody. And she made me stand on the stage. Thank you, Carol Fry, if you're watching. She made me stand on the stage and she said, Hannah, we are not leaving until you sing this song and I will replace you until you can figure it out. And that to me was like, oh my God, I'm so terrified of this thing. How am I going to do this? Why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I torturing myself? But in a weird way, the the thought of, oh, I can overcome this and accomplish this and get better at this and Mm -hmm. constantly learn from this. Sure. Play different people and 
I think I played like a 60 year old woman in the eighth grade. So really my star moment. But yeah, so that really opened my eyes to the opportunities of performing. And then I had this wild idea on Google. I saw this performing arts high school and I saw this dance studio in Flemington, New Jersey. And I begged my mother, begged and pleaded and sobbed again, shocker, (laughs) to let me audition for the school and to take dance classes at the studio. Somehow with no theatrical training, I got into the performing arts school and at the same time started taking dance lessons at the studio, thanks to a wonderful woman named Lisa Solak. And I'll never forget this, Lisa, you said to me, when I wanted to start signing up for voice lessons and the acting classes and and Mm -hmm. I wanted representation, I wanted all of these things. And you said, are you ready to make the sacrifice? Are you ready to give up the birthday parties and the Friday night football games and going to the mall with your friends? And I said, yes, and I haven't looked back, you know, because to me, my community has been built in the arts. I spent, I probably lived at the dance studio. I probably owe you rent money, honestly, (laughs) for how much I lived there. there. Yeah, you were there a lot. (laughs) But um, I had to be. I had two left feet. I learned how to dance. Because of that, I've been a dance captain now. I've been a swing. I've had those opportunities. And, you know, so much of what I learned in my formative training, I owe everything to those people because I didn't know what I was doing. And I put all of my faith in my mentors who really held my hand and guided me. Yeah. Can you also maybe talk a little bit, and I think you also, you talk about being a poster child for various things, but can you talk a little bit about, I have, a lot of people listening are young adults, college mm-hmm. students, they might be graduates, and some of them might know not know which way to turn. Yeah. It's so funny because you don't realize that networking is happening until you get an opportunity from it because of a word of mouth or somebody says something kind about you and it gets back and you're like, I don't even know that person remembered who I am. But it's as simple as A, being yourself because people will always be able to read through if you're not Mm -hmm. anything about yourself and, you know, showing up for other people, going to shows, going to concerts, going to opening night parties if you can, going to other people's shows. I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone to concerts of my friends with new composers. We've had a drink with that composer afterwards. They say, come sing for me. And then I end up on a cast album or I end up at a concert singing their material and then they're getting nominated. And it's just, it's wild. And this industry is so small. I mean, of course it's great to know everybody, But I have found that there is a really niche and wonderful market in making friendships with new writers, new writers and new composers, because I find that they are so hungry as much as young actors are hungry, that they're willing to work with you and help you find those other connections. And I think funny enough, I can tell this story because this just happened to me about a month ago. When I was a sophomore in high school, I auditioned for this reading of a show. I sang background vocals and I had one line, which was a scream. That's it. I literally <laughs> screamed. I had sent in an email to the director. I hadn't heard from him in years. And I just said, hey, I'm around if you're looking for somebody. He put in this wonderful recommendation for me, didn't even have to audition. And I ended up doing the contract a month ago off of me singing what? background vocals and screaming 
once. And he remembers to this day, I had a really good scream and I was fun to work with. So you'll just never know how you have affected people. And I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's just weird. I think, you know, it's, that's so true. I think there's, there's so many people that don't understand in, even in the audition process as well, being able to be yourself and just be a human person in that space you know, when, when you're in that moment and definitely all of the, all of those meetings that you're mentioning, you know, going to someone else's show or not saying, oh, I have to leave to go back to my apartment to do, or I have to go leave because of whatever the reason is you make the time, even though you might be exhausted from your day and might not want to go have that drink afterwards. But it's very important to make those things happen because look what, look at all the things that you were able to do just from those moments when you didn't say, Oh, I'm tired. I'm going to leave. No, I'm going to stick it out and I'm going to go get a drink with these people. So many people don't understand how important that is. It's so important. And it's simple communication and simple networking. And Mm -hmm. I understand, you know, being able to do opportunities for free is a privilege because let's be real. The acting industry is extremely expensive. There is a cost Mm -hmm. attached to it. But, you know, sending someone an email and saying, I loved your show last night. I was there. Um, I love your material. Would love to work together. A lot of it is also about you have to put yourself out there. You yes. Brave enough that if they never answer your email, okay, then you're off to the next one. The right? initiative. The initiative. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think also not being afraid. Like, I think there's some people who they put the creatives on these pedestals And they, you know, it's that old adage of the judges at a competition put their underwear on every morning like you do. You know what I mean? Like, don't put them on this high pedestal because then you can't be yourself, you know? And obviously they have, they're holding all the cards, you know, they really are. And so you have to get that out of your head. Let's segue to your experience auditioning for Legally Blonde. Like, how were you feeling and what actually happened? And you know, how was that day? How did that day go? Like, share some of that with us. Yeah. So For anybody who's been following the Legally Blonde tour journey, it's been a little wild. It's been all over the internet. It's been highly talked about. Been a year-long process for many of us. I was in six different times for six different tracks. I was sending in videos from the cruise ship. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Literally all the way to, I think I was in, the last one was in June in Chicago. And I remember I had no air conditioning in the apartment and I had to run to the show I was doing and I had to just get the tape done for L. It was like, it just has to get done. And I wasn't on my best vocal day and I did two takes and I sent it off and I didn't think about it. I was just like, okay. And so by the time July rolled around, I was in for two different characters in the show. So I said, okay, the L journey's over. It's not meant for me. And then August hit and it was like a week before I went in for my callback, I get this email. And I laugh. I know that sounds funny, but I laugh because I said, what is going on? How is this possible? I sent in these tapes. They were bad, you know, (laughs) which just comes to show what is meant for you really will not pass you. And I showed up to my callback the next week and (laughs) another good story. Show up as yourself because I wear the same audition outfit. Really? It's a t-shirt I bought in Chicago that says, I got this and it's in black and a black skirt and black combat boots. Legally yeah. Blonde is a lot of pink. Oh, um, there you go. Okay. And I showed up in all black and I'm sitting in a room full of wonderful women 
at this callback and I am in all black and right. everyone else is in pink. And that no was the way. first time I went, oh, I should have worn pink. <laughs> oh, shoot. I, I guess I, mm. but I just showed up as what I like to wear, mm-hmm. who I am. And when I walked in the room to do my callback, I sang a song that I loved as my initial song. And that opened the gateway for conversation of, you know, how do you relate to this character? You know, she wears a lot of pink and I think I made a joke and I was like, yeah, and I wear a lot of black, ha ha ha. (laughs) But but it's just who I am. And from there, they asked me to come back the next day. And so I did, of course, as you do. And at this time I was like, oh, there's no way I'm booking this. This role is not right for me. I don't understand how I'm here, but sure, I'll come back. And then I sang through the stuff. And then I was in the room for like 20 minutes, craziness. And you're thinking to yourself, what is happening? What is going on? And then, uh, you know, people started to leave and I had stayed and read with other people. And then, you know, I just kind of waited torturously. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course, because then at that point it felt real. It was like, oh my God, is it possible that I actually did this? I waited for three days and then I was watching my boyfriend's dogs and the dog had unfortunately left me a little gift on the floor, mopping that up, took a shower, came out and then had gotten the call. So it's just, it's so wild because I never expected it to happen. I never thought that I would be this role in this show. And that's kind of the beautiful part about it is, you know, I put in the work for it, of Mm -hmm. course, um, but it's just so great that now I get to bring something different to it. Be it so differently because I just never thought it would, be here or happen. <laughs> so yeah, that's been my journey, a six to eight month journey. Um, that's about to be another six to eight month journey. There so you go. This it's incredibly exciting that, and also I'm, I'm just so thrilled that you were able to go into that room and just be yourself and just kind of, not that you're going to throw the audition away. You're still going to you know, be concentrating on technique and all those moments that you have to actually execute in the audition space, but to be yourself and be so relaxed. Oh my gosh. So what are you looking forward to with the tour? Like, what do you think like now, obviously a lot of it is unknown, but are you looking forward to anything in particular? This is going to get really deep for a second, but I'm really looking forward to bringing the show to people who have helped me get there. I'm really looking forward to having my mentors and my teachers be able to see that the work that they put into me paid off. Um, <laughs> I love that. that. Means when I got to call you and I got to call so many other people who have helped me along the way, that was so beyond fulfilling to me because like I said before, I would be lost. I would be waiting in the ether for something to happen if it wasn't for, you know, mm-hmm. you and other people taking me under your wing so many years mm-hmm. ago. So that's a big thing I'm excited about that. I love to travel and eat. Ah. So I'm excited to eat and travel in all these random (laughs) cities I'm going to. That's going to be really great, actually. Yeah, And um, I'm just excited to work with a whole new group of people and for us to create something a little bit different, uh, you know, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. I love that. I'm so excited for you. You have no idea. Well, listen, congratulations. I am so proud of you. And I know all of your mentors and teachers are, and we cannot wait to see you glowing on that stage. 
as Elle Woods. Oh my goodness. It's going to be amazing. Thank you, Lisa. I adore you. and I love you. And I, I thank love you. you too. Oh, you are so welcome. It was a joy. You are a joy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been amazing. I hope it's helped to enlighten a lot of our listeners and um, I hope to have you back. And to all the listeners, don't give up. Keep putting in the work. It will pay off. I promise. I promise. I promise. If you'd like to follow Hannah to keep up with all that she is doing, you can follow her on socials at Hannah underscore Bonnet 17. Don't forget to join me every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you'd like more information, go to lbctalent.com or follow me on socials at Lisa Solek underscore LBC Talent. By sharing our stories, we can help talented individuals have the career of their dreams. 